Welcome to Kicking Assets, the podcast where every week we allow you to fill your footy boots as we tackle the intersection of finance and football. I'm Z, aka The Reluctant Accountant, and I will bring you some stories about finance and business deals off the pitch to give you a little bit more context about what happens on the field. I'm, of course, joined once again by my illustrious host, Mr. Ricky Hayward-Williams. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. You're Always looking very good. well. Thank you. Changed thank you. your shirt. Love yeah, yeah. This. I mean, just like, you know, just keep, keep the colours flowing. Keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. like. Yeah, Add fresh to colour. death. Add a little colour. <laughs> so how's the last week been for you? Last week has been good. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of like, stuff happening in, mm-hmm. the, in the transfer market mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that a bit later. We will get into that. So um, as promised last week, I thought, you know what? We are here in the dirty south <laughs> and let's get even dirtier. Let's talk about Wimbledon. And I didn't misspeak. I meant Wimbledon FC because you'll the remember dons, dons. from when you were, you know, in your early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Wimbledon FC uh, was indeed in uh, South London and um, it all started to go wrong. So I thought, you know what, let's have a little bit of a throwback, take it back to the beginning because we like stories to start in the beginning, not a mid-sentence. And um, yeah, let's take it from there. So obviously Wimbledon FC was around in 1889 when Nee was born and that's when they were founded in South West London. <laughs> he's, he's wounded over there. Wounded. I mean, he would be with a, with a heart like that. He's been there for ages, isn't it? He's tick up. Surprised he's still going. So yeah, so um, 1889 they kind of first started. They were in um, something called the Southern Champion, uh, Southern League, Southern League Championship, and they won um, successively between 75 and 77. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were elected to join what was called at the time the Football League. It was just the Football League. Yep. Uh, there was nothing else to it. And then what they did in 1986 when knee was about, I don't know, 45, uh, they reached the first division, which was obviously top flight football yeah. at that time. Um, and that was a really kind of fast rise for them. They they managed to go like in four seasons, they'd, they'd gotten there. Yeah, and that was that rise. was really, really big. And like, what do you, because I, you know, when I was in history class, I used to read about Wimbledon FC. <laughs> Disrespect. So in my textbooks, I look about them. But what do you remember about them? So obviously I'm a Liverpool fan, but yeah. my, my earliest memory of of the crazy game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Wimbledon was then beating Liverpool in the FA Cup final. In, uh, do you remember? 1988? Yes, it yeah, was 1988. Yeah, yeah. So this was, this was, I mean, because when I was looking at my textbooks, um, obviously in class in history, um, we, we that, there's that iconic picture of Vinnie Jones grabbing Gazza's balls. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and um, <laughs> it was I a mean, crazy... who, who does that? <laughs> Vinnie, man. Vinnie Jones How does that. How about Warwick Bissell? I love Vinnie. No, love no, Vinnie. He, he was a character and it was Have you seen him in Lockstock? Yes, of course, of course. We got Ross. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course. Favorites. And you know what I love as, as well? Like people like me that grew up in my generation will only know him as an actor. We don't remember the football <laughs> thing. As I said, we saw it in textbooks. So, um, so you're absolutely right. Um, Wimbledon did uh, beat Liverpool in 1988 in yes. the um, in in the FA was it FA Cup final? Yep, FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and which at the time was just a massive, massive. Yeah. David versus Goliath situation. Exactly. They were a tiny team. No disrespect, but they were a very small mm-hmm. team. Uh, Liverpool were like, you know, absolutely 
kings of dominating. Of, they were dominant. They yeah, were, they yeah, were yeah. Like the Manchester United of the 90s, but this was like yeah. the 80s. They were running riot, winning leagues, winning FA Cups. So the fact that they were able to overthrow them yeah, yeah, yeah. in a final was... And everyone news. loves an underdog, don't you? Especially when they're full of the crazy gang. Like, you love I, it. I like the crazy gang, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, it, hurt, it hurt. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that happened in 1988, and that was like one of the, the things that was the pinnacle. And then obviously you'll know as a Liverpool fan, sadly, the following year was the year of the Hillsborough disaster. Yep. And that changed a lot, especially for Wimbledon. So they came from this higher win in the FA Cup um, and then this disaster happened. Obviously, like 96 people lose their life. They have this inquiry, I think it was called the Taylor Report, that came out a, couple, a year or so later. And it said that one of the reasons was the overcrowding um, with the stands. So, the, yep. you, you know, previously in football stadiums, you could have a standing section where people essentially yes. are just standing around, yes, right? terraces, yeah. Exactly, and, and the seated. So that was something that they said all stadiums need to reform. You can't have that now. Yep. Plough Lane, where Wimbledon were, they just, they weren't going to get there. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. Yep. Um, they weren't going to be able to upgrade the stadium. And so, you, do you know what happened to Wimbledon, what they did? I do know what happened to Wimbledon, because I grew up in Croydon. Yeah. And I grew up... Uh, <laughs> A couple of roads away from Sellers yeah. Park. Yeah. Um, and the mad thing about Plough Lane is, my dad used to take me to Plough Lane. There used to be like a, a boot sale they used to do outside <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> we go there every Sunday. Of course. Bargains. <laughs> Bargains <laughs> galore. This, is, this makes a lot of sense with you supporting Liverpool and the way that they buy players now. You know, daddy taught him well. He's like, this is the club for us. But, but yeah, I do remember. I remember they... Did a ground share with Crystal Palace. Yeah, they so did. They basically like it was one week. At Crystal Palace would play at home, then they would play away, and then you know when, yeah. when they come in and play yeah, their home yeah, game. Yeah. So yeah, it was ground share. I think that's cute. Well, sharing. I thought it was weird. I mean, it is, but it's also cute. I thought, like I, 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 I thought it was weird only because I was just like, like, you've got a ground, like just get it fixed and play at your own ground. But money off it run first. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but I got used to it. I got used yeah. to it. And the mad thing about it was there was a long period of time where. Wimbledon actually surpassed Palace and got to the Premier League mm. or were in the Premier League and Palace weren't. So mm. it was weird because it was like, it's not your ground, yeah. but you're doing better but than the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, of course, weird. isn't it? it you weird. have to show people up, isn't it? <laughs> For me, it was just, it's just a mad thing because I was like, I need to park. I need to go Sainsbury's. Please, like, just go away. If you know about the ground, you know. So anyway, um, so yeah, so that happened. And then in 2001... The controversial decision came, and that was to move to a place that doesn't really exist, <laughs> Mills and Keynes. I'm sorry, you can't convince me. It's a myth, okay? Just like Italy. That was just invented by the Mario Brothers. No, but like, <laughs> but Mills and Keynes, it's not a real place. It's not a real place, okay? And I, I'm sick of people trying to tell you that it is. So obviously, a lot of roundabouts. I, it just doesn't exist, a lot okay? Of Magic roundabouts. They don't exist, okay? I refuse to believe in that place. So Mills and Keynes, um, and obviously the fans were understandably upset. Yeah, right. when, I, when I heard this, I was just confused. Mm. And uh, from what I remember, their reasoning for it was, you know, the fan base isn't that big in, in South London mm. and, you know, we're going to relocate because there's not a team in the Milton Keynes area. Yeah, of course, because they don't so, exist. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember thinking, I'm all about... I, 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 I hang my hat on history. I like mm. history. I like, I like things to kind of, mm. you know, kind of be the way that they are. Yeah. They're, they're a South London team, stay in South London. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the way that I looked at it. So when they did move to Milton Keynes, I was like, yeah, this is dead. And they changed the name as well. 
to MK Dons. MK Dons, which... It's just stupid. It yeah. just sounds fake. Like, <laughs> it, does sound... it sounds like some little group in like primary school, they were like, we're the MK Dons. Yeah, like they're just walking around and they scratch It sounds like MK. an MLS team. Let's be real. Wow, <laughs> MLS. Choo, choo, choo. He's taking shots. It's the best place for it. Second Amendment, right? No. Um, but what I was going to say, and it was really funny because I was thinking about this and I was thinking about clubs in general. And if you think about it, have you heard of um, something called the Theseus Paradox? No. Let me bring some philosophy. <laughs> right, okay, so it's a thought experiment and it talks about whether an object uh, that's had all of its original components replaced remains the same, right? So if you think about football, even Liverpool, any team, so you support Liverpool now, yep. your son is a year old, I think it yep. is, when he's 50, like you, will that team will completely be... I'm sorry, he's 49, he's obviously not 50. So, like, anyhow, don't worry. You're like, oh, he gave back to his birthday. It's not happened yet, okay? No, but when he's obviously, like, when he's, like, my age, like, he's 25 or whatever, and he comes to, like, want to enjoy the team, it will essentially be a completely different team. Correct. There'll probably be a different manager and whatever. So, it's that, like, is that still Liverpool? So, I think... I was thinking about it, this Theseus paradox. And also, if you watch Only Fools and Horses, there's a, like an episode. Do you, do you used to watch that with yeah, Trigger? Yeah. There's one about Trigger's broom where they have a similar sort of thing. And he gets an award. <laughs> this is a true story. He gets an award for his broom because he's like, he's kept it in such good condition for like 20 years. And he goes, yeah, I've only changed the head 14 times and the thing 17. <laughs> and they're like, how's that still the same broom? And he goes, look, it is. I've got a picture of it. So it's this idea of like what makes something the same. And I think especially with football clubs, that's what it is. Your, yeah. your location is that, is yeah. that being in that same place. You can't just yeah. change it. Because yeah. otherwise everything changes. It's never gonna, you're never going to have the same players. They won't have the same, nothing. 100%. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's why there's always such a, a big upheaval, like a, like a tug of war between the fans and the, you know, the management or the powers that be mm. when they want to change their ground. When yes. They, when they want to up, up, yeah. uproot and kind of move somewhere else to get like a bigger stadium yeah. and whatnot. There's always that... Yeah, but we've got our history here. And we've, we've had like, and my granddad used to come here. And that's the soul of it, right? Like, Isn't absolutely. it? That's, and that's what it is. And I think, so they've obviously, you've, you have this juxtaposition of people that are football fans and they love it. And, and this idea of, well, actually, that's what makes us what the club is because everything else might change, but it's always there. We yeah. always have that same tradition. And then you have your music mogul called Pete Winkleman that comes in and he's like, we're going to go to a fake place called Milton Keynes. <laughs> and actually he does this and he did this deal, which if Milton Keynes existed, it would be actually quite a fantastic deal, right? If it was a real place, this would be really fascinating. They have a snow dome in Milton Keynes. That's not a real place. It's not a real place. It's not right. they, they had fake cows as well, concrete cows. Like, they got fake snow. They got fake snow. It doesn't really exist. It's Sim City. It doesn't really exist. Ice cream's so good. No, I'm joking. <laughs> what? I better start doing that. Milton Keynes can just with a backdrop there. I'll make loads of money. So, yeah. So, he had this idea that he's going to go up there. And um, the, so, he realised that Asda, for example, don't have a superstore out there. And what he did is he went out and he bought, I think it was like lease options for land out there. Okay. And he did, in the end, I think there was like 250 separate legal deals that he had to do. Wow. He needed to get Asda and Ikea on board. And what he was going to do, yeah. So he took options out for land and then he would sell that. He would help them get their permission to be there. And then... So hold on, yeah, 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 yeah. one for a second. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. going, right, I'm going to take this football club 
2 Milton Keynes, but to make it work, mm -hmm. I have to have an Asda and an Ikea. The reason being, he needs money, <laughs> right? So what you do is you take out options, and options are things like you're, you're, you've got an option to purchase. You haven't necessarily purchased it. Right. So this is something that, if you go on to those little property courses, sorry, I don't know why I'm being so like that, but seriously, hmm, you know what I mean? But if you go on one of those property courses, they'll be like, oh, you can just get these lease options. And basically, an option to purchase something is obviously much cheaper than actually purchasing it. Right. So you're almost buying for, right a first refusal. Okay. So if you have an option to purchase land, you can sell that option and have the person purchase it and you can oh. sell it for a lot. So what he does is he gets these options, has these negotiations, sells it to, to the Asda and the Ikeas. The money that comes in from that, he can then use it to build this stadium. Wow. You see what am wow, I doing? Wow, wow. So in theory, it's actually quite business, a good... Business, people. Yeah. Business. You see? <laughs> it's a good business move. But what about Trigger's Broom? Okay, like <laughs> what about South London? And it just and it, you know mean and as I said, it means like so he did all of these deals. They got this huge out of town um, shopping centre. He kind of you know joined with the council, the fake council, the council <laughs> that exists up there, and all of this stuff. And he got it done. And they got um, and and actually while he was doing that deal, what happened in the meantime um, was that Wimbledon went into administration. Yes. And so that's when he had to either decide what he was going to do and he decided to take it on. And that's why he, I think he owned, I think his group's called Inter MK Group or something. Okay. And he owns a lot of stuff up there. I don't know. I don't go to that place because. Uh, can I just say, I think for me as uh, a fan of be, mm. being a native of South London mm. and, and, you know, growing up close to where Wimbledon used to play at and Crystal Palace, mm. the fact that they moved, I wasn't a fan of it, like I said. Yeah. And the best thing to come out of that move for mm. me was the fact that when they did move, there was a, a big movement where people went, you're not going to take our club. You can be MK Dons, but we're going to start a new thing. And they started. AFC Wimbledon. That is fantastic. Which was amazing because anybody, when they first started, yeah. anybody could go yeah. and just like try apply out. and try yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> and That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. amazing. And now they're actually in the Football League. You see it there? And, and they're also back at Plough Lane. Yes, they are the, back up. I knew that. Lane. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Which is, <laughs> which is kung, 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 exactly. Kung. But they've come because South. We don't mess them <laughs> out, you know. We've got prayer. It's bigger in the South. <laughs> so this is what, so. And actually, I've got a fun fact for you. AFC Wimbledon are the current record holders for the longest unbeaten run in all levels of United Kingdom senior football. So I know Arsenal had theirs. I think they have. They remained unbeaten for 78 matches between February 2003 and December 2004. Wow. Shout out to them. <laughs> and that's the legacy of Vinnie Jones. Because he's like, no, nah, we're not winning this. We're going to go down like fighting. And I love that. But I think, and I think even Peter, Pete, 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 whatever his name is, Winkleman, Winkle Tinkle, um, he, um, he, he even admits that, you know what, like, it, it's not the same club. Like, no, MK Dons no. is not the same club. And actually, no. it was... I think he thinks from a business point of view, it was a good decision, but it wasn't a good decision for from a football and a fan point of view. And I think there's kind of a little bit of contrition about that now. But they rose from the ashes like yep. Phoenix. Rate that still. You see how we move in South? <laughs> nee. You see how we move? That's how we are. We're not letting it go. So, um, yeah, so that was, the, that was the kind of little bit about the story. And I think it's nice because I think they didn't give up over that kind of 20 year period or whatever it was they came back and they're back at Plough Lane. So. Back at Plough Lane and back doing decent things in the community. Love that's it. What, love, love it. That. We love, love to that. see it. Love to see that. Love so see that's that. all I've got on the, on the, on the Dons. Um, <laughs> but what have you got for us? All right. So um, not so long ago, we heard that Theo Walcott, mm -hmm. amazing footballer, 
uh, decided to hang up his boots. So oh. we know that he started out at Southampton. Um, he was a bit of a kid prodigy. Mm-hmm. Burst onto the scene, was famously taken to the 2006 World Cup, I think it was. Okay. And he was taken instead of, I think it was Darren Bent, who was, at the time, the leading British or English goal scorer mm. in the league. So it was like, you're going to take a kid who is unproven, mm. hasn't played a game in, in the Premier League yet, yeah. but you're going to take him to the World Cup above a guy mm. who's like doing bits at the minute. So that was massive controversy. However, I digress. He then went on to play for Arsenal, mm-hmm. um, had an amazing career with Arsenal, did great things with them. Um, never really hit the heights that he should have, in my opinion. At Arsenal? Just in general, just in general. Like I, I, felt, like, I felt like he was going to go on to be like a, an England great. I really yeah, did, because yeah. he, he had the most amount of talent. He did great things for Arsenal. You can never take that away from him, but they didn't really win. He was part of an Arsenal era that was quite... Compared to the era before, the Invincibles and yeah. Serie on Reason, yeah. the eras, his, his team didn't really reach those heights. Aww. So don't get me wrong, they did good things, but they didn't really reach the heights <laughs> that they should have, that they should have. Um, <laughs> and then I, I remember it ending quite, quite strangely for him mm. at Arsenal. It was like, it kind of... For me, it felt like it came out of the blue. He left the club. I, I can't remember if it was under Wenger or, or Emery. I'm not sure. But he left the club and he went to Everton. Okay. Now, there was a long period of time when he was supposed to be... Apparently, he was a Liverpool fan growing up. Oh. Apparently. I don't know how true that is. What can you try um, claiming? So, well, there, there, was, there was a big period of time where we were courting him to, yeah. to come to Liverpool. Because mm. apparently, even though he was a winger, uh, like a, a right winger... Apparently, he grew up as a striker okay. and we needed a striker at the time. Mm. And there was talk that he was going to come to us and get played in the striker's position. Mm. It never happened. But so when he went to Everton, Liverpool's like fear city rivals, yeah. it burnt me. Like it, it, it hurt a lot. Uh, Sophia, if you're watching, you sold it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he did, he's a great pro. Mm. He, he played at Everton. It didn't really work out for him. I think he had a lot of injuries. Um, so then that kind of like came to an end. And then he went back full circle and went back to Southampton, Aww. to his boyhood club. Again, injuries played a big part. But when he did play, he did well. Um, but yeah, I think he was released just at the end of last season. And he's decided to hang up his boots. So Theo Walcott, Aww. we salute you, my friend. We, we do you. salute you. Although I feel like there's a few shots there about the Arsenal thing. And Justin, I mean, was, Justin was tight when you were talking. I mean, I, I can see Justin winching <laughs> in the background. I can he see won't him, but Justin knows what time it is. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He, he's, just, he's looking up like some facts to come back at you with. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, big up Theo Walcott because he yeah. was a great player, a great professional. And... He's an amazing pundit as well, so we're probably going to see okay. him a lot more in the future. So, yeah, big up for your walk up. Um, also, Neymar. Mm-hmm. So, Neymar is part of that whole circus at PSG that mm-hmm. Mbappe's part yeah. of. So, yeah. you know, PSG, not so long ago, they decided that they were going to try and create this, um, what do they call it? The Gal- Galacticos, Galacticos okay. kind of era where they just get the biggest and best stars from around the world, from around the globe, and put them all in one team and hope it works. Yeah. They have Messi. They had Neymar, they had uh, Mbappe. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Okay. Um, it's now been disbanded. Obviously, Mbappe is trying to force a move out of the club mm-hmm. that we know. We've spoken about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Messi has gone to into Miami. He's gone to the MLS. He's mm-hmm. doing he's doing great over there. We can talk about him shortly. Uh, but Neymar looks like he's gone. And I I get this with Galacticos. I, I feel like 
whenever you've got players of this massive stature, yeah. if a lot is being spoken about another player, they have to try and create a narrative to bring the, the spotlight back right, onto them. Okay. Uh, Ronaldo did it at Real Madrid. I think when Gareth Bell came, he yeah. kind of created a big thing because he was like, you know, you've, you've just signed Gareth Bell. He's now the most expensive player in the world. Yeah. However, I think I'm the best player in the world. I should be on more money than him. So he creates a narrative. Wow. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Too many kind of, egos. Yeah, so many egos. Mm. But I, I feel like uh, Neymar's done this again because he used to play for Barcelona. Okay. And he used to play with Lionel Messi at Barcelona. Right. Uh, but because Lionel Messi at that time was at the peak of his powers, he mm. was winning Ballon d'Ors, like best player in the yeah. world. And Neymar felt that to become, take himself to that next level, he had to move and right. kind of like have his own space. Mm. And that's why he went to PSG. But when he got to PSG, he didn't he didn't count on the fact that Kylian Mbappe was gonna his style was gonna rise. Um, so he's kind of been in Mbappe's shadow the whole time right, he's been okay. there. Wow. So now that Mbappe's out having all this talk about going to Real Madrid for you know record-breaking mm. amounts of money, I feel like Neymar's gone, it ain't about Mbappe, it's still about me. Wow. I'm still, I'm still, you know, I'm That's still so the guy. Sad. And he wanted to kind of engineer a move back to Barcelona. Okay. Now, Barcelona are struggling with FFP. They're they ain't struggling got no with, money. They ain't got no P. They, 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 they got no P. Mm -hmm. So even though he wanted to go back, I think he was trying to put it out into the press to kind of see if, yeah. if, if it could happen. They can't, they can't afford him. So where's he gone? Saudi Arabia. <laughs> He's gone to Saudi Arabia. He's you gone to Saudi. What? Al Halal. I've got some of the, the stats here. He's getting a, a massive 2.5 million a week. In a, in a two-year deal worth 314 million over two years. So, I think he's all right. <laughs> Listen. I think he's okay. Let me just say, you know what? Because You know what this guy, and I don't know why this just popped into my head, because when you were talking about him, I was like, oh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride, yeah? But that gave Camilla vibes. Are you crazy? He was like, what? I'm going to play the long game. I'm going to be queen. He but, said, let me go to a smaller pool and I'll be the biggest fish. Bearing in mind, he was, um, when he moved from Barcelona, to PSG, his transfer fee is still the biggest transfer fee ever recorded. It was like over 200 million. So Listen. His, his, his total transfer kind of like fees, he's the most expensive player of all time. And he's, that, that's being reflected in his salary. So yes, even though he didn't go back to a team that's competitive, really, he's gone to the Saudi Who Pro really League. won? He's, he's, he's won, he's won. But he's only 31. He's been around for a long time. Mm. He was a child prodigy. Mm. So it feels like he's older than what he is. He's only 31, yeah. but he's going to the Saudi Pro League. For me, he's gone too soon. Queen Camilla. Listen, that's all, that's all I'm getting from this. Because he was just like, listen, okay, cool. Watch, let me just bide my time. And he's there, two and a half million. Yeah, 2.5 million a week. You know what? He could just come out and create his own league. Like, yeah, he could yeah, just buy yeah, an MLS yeah. franchise <laughs> and play there. Well, you afterwards. say MLS franchise. Obviously, we know that uh, Messi is at Inter Miami. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I, I I see the stuff on Instagram. I see like the clips and stuff. Mm. It's just it's just a Hollywood circus over there, isn't it? They love it's that. It's just over the Hollywood there. circus. They love that. I've seen like um, who did I see uh, like chilling with David Beckham, um, Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> the the Williams sisters, DJ Khaled was there not so long ago. He's all, he's everywhere. Like, though, isn't he? it's just absolutely like you know it's it's for me, it's not top tier football. But Messi's doing his thing. He's scoring goals at this. You so. know what? Like, not every day. Like, he's done what he needed to do. Won the World, the world Cup. Yeah? He did win the won World the Cup. Won the World Cup. Yeah. He's had his Ballon d'Ors. He's done... He's reached, yep. like, 
What else is there? Sometimes it's semi-retirement. Chill. It's semi-retirement. You know what? Sometimes chill. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's not every day that you need to be striped. Like, I don't know. I don't dream of Levi that way. I genuinely, like, I'm good, you know? Do you know what? I don't, I don't mind it. Like, he's, he's earned the right to do whatever he wants mm. to do it in the game. The thing that, not annoys me, but the thing that I kind of, like, kind of, like, snigger at mm. is that he'll score a goal. Mm. And although it's amazing, mm. he's playing against much lesser players mm-hmm. now. So it's not really a level I hear you, goals. but I feel like if... Because as good as I am at football, and we know that I'm very... <laughs> Listen. Like, where, where, like, why? Why? But because you know it's true that I don't know why we have to do this every time. When this podcast is done, yeah, we're gonna do something. I said, we're, I said we're gonna, yes we're gonna sort something out. Where we're gonna I film yes. some stuff. I said yes. Okay, cool. cool okay. Cool, cool, cool. I, can you not even see from my physique? Like, who are you gonna believe, me or your lying eyes? Like, come on. So basically, um, if I was playing against like four and five year olds. I'll blast it same way. So I hear him. Like, I don't really... I, I see that, Messi. Like, just do what you're doing, isn't it? Because you should not have gotten the field then if you can't well, play. So it is well, what it is. So yeah. I, I respect that. Messi, just do it, innit? Yeah. And take all the accolades. I'm not hating on Messi. I'm not hating on Messi. I am hating on my club, Liverpool, though, because obviously I, I told you about mm-hmm. the, the massive transfer saga that didn't go our way in the last episode uh, with uh, Moses Caicedo and Romeo Lavia that both ended up at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are still in a, in a rebuild. We did buy a player, like I said, uh, in the last episode his name's Endo Wataru or Wataro mm-hmm. Japanese captain uh, we bought it for 19 million but he for me he's not like a first team starter so right, we're still okay. trying to we're still trying to buy one maybe two players that okay. can be first teamers yeah and they're looking at a player called Ryan Gravenberch who is um out by Munich the team that Harry Kane's just gone to yeah. now this guy he hasn't played that much over the last year he's been kind of like a sub for most of the mm-hmm. for most of the, the last season or so. So we don't really know if he's in good form, if he's we know that he's a good player, but yeah. we, we haven't he hasn't shown it yet. Right, okay. Sense. Um but he's a massive earner in terms of like his wages. Okay. So that might be a, a bit of a stumbling block, but apparently he is the guy that Liverpool are trying to go for. So so um so so what we've had we've had Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott. Neymar, Messi, yes, yes. Liverpool See oh? What? I'm ready. All right, I know all of these things that are going on. You know what's... Go on, go on. No, no, go, 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 go. No, no, no. You know what? I just think about Messi because I just think about, like, the whole World Cup thing. Um, Messi's story, and I've said this before, Messi's story is, like, the like the ideal immigrant story because, you know, he came over from Argentina originally. Yep. Obviously, that's who he won the World yep. Cup with. Yep, yep, yep. So they were also benefits of... what. Well, you know, when he left Argentina, the place was in crisis. Like, they had, like, 3,000% inflation. Like, we think wow. 10... But yeah, yeah, like, it was... Cra- I'm not even just being hyperbolic at this point. It was genuinely, like, 3,000% or something wow. like this. And, like, he had... He, and, you know, he had, like, growth hormones or something like that. He had, like, an issue, didn't he? And yeah, he was- so Barcelona, when they when they decided that they, they, they found this wonder kid from, yeah. from Argentina, they were, like... Obviously, they could see that there was a problem with his growth. Yeah. And they decided to invest in him and yeah. him growth hormones and stuff. So a lot of um, Ronaldo like fans always say, oh, if, if you're going to compare the two, Messi had growth hormones, isn't it? Messi had growth. I he's mean, like, <laughs> He's a on. test tube baby. He's a test tube baby. Which, you know, come on. You know what? That's really stupid. And this is just, as a side, really stupid. My cousin, he was premature. He was like three months premature. 
And like sometimes he'll speak to his mum and he'll be like, What are you talking about? Like, you can't talk to me that like, I was a preemie. He's 27 or something like that. I don't know how he's like 25. And he'll be like, I was a preemie baby. I almost didn't make it. Like, bro, go for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is what that's given. Like, we need to move on. We need to move on. But yeah, so no, I was just saying, like, and 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 it's so funny, like his story, you can chart his rise through football with the money that came into football. Because when yeah. he got here, it was when like they loosened the thing with the rules on foreign players, yep. when sponsorship started coming in and whatever. Yep. And he's ridden that way. So shout. To Messi. Yeah, yeah, Love big up to Messi, you. big up to Messi. Lastly, uh, so <laughs> I killing Mbappe. I, got, I have to mention <laughs> it just, just just because I have to, because he's arguably the best player in the world right now. So we know that he said that he's not gonna sign a number contract yep. at PSG. Mm-hmm. Um, and PSG are doing everything in their power to try and salvage whatever they can yep. to make sure that they can kind of benefit financially from this player because yeah. they don't want him to leave for free sure. which he's threatening to do if he doesn't sign a new contract yeah. now what they've said is we are going to get rid of the whole Galactico kind of like mm-hmm. era and we want you to spearhead it and we want it to be spearheaded with French born players so we want it to be like because the ultras have been on their case as well yeah, and okay. they, they're, they're trying to get the ultras back on side they didn't really the ultras didn't really like the, the, the Messi era they didn't like Lionel Messi okay because they were just like he doesn't look like he's trying <laughs> he doesn't look like he really cares about the club he didn't he didn't <laughs> he's just there for the money he's just there for the money he's there for the peak yeah. so what they're doing now the, 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 the hierarchy at PSG they're trying to go about uh, buying, transferring as many like top tier French born players into their right. team yeah. to kind of like create this new era. And that's trying to, they're trying to entice Kylian Mbappe. And I think they're trying to offer him shares in the club now as well. And wow, okay. They're doing, they're doing the most. They're doing, they're doing the, the most. Lot, doing really, the most. But what I have heard is before the window closes, this is unconfirmed, yeah. but I have heard that Real Madrid are going to swoop before the window closed oh, for okay. around a hundred million. So Okay, I, this that, is interesting. So this is something that we're gonna report on in the next episode, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 we'll know whether yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Very interesting. And what was he holding out for? I know he wanted to he wanted a Real Madrid, but did was there a number involved or it just hadn't come in? Um well I think I I, I don't think they've there's been like a a fee yeah. like kind of bounded about yet. I've heard that it was like between 150 to 200 million in terms. Okay. That's how much he's worth, really, mm, in yeah. today's market. If you yeah. look at someone like Declan Rice, who mm. went for 100 million, Harry Kane went for 100 million, mm. Kylian Mbappe should be worth yeah. at least 150 million, mm. in, my, in my opinion. But no one said anything yet. But I think what was supposed to happen with, with Real Madrid, they had to sell a few players mm. to create that, yeah. that, that financial package. Okay. And they haven't done that. So where are they going to get this money from? Who knows? Time's who, ticking. Who knows? Clock's who knows? ticking. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to have to leave it there, obviously, but we will be back and it will be the final episode. We've what? To get through. I know. I know. Final episode? Please don't cry. I know you're going to miss me. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, you can just rewatch old episodes <laughs> if you want to see me again. Like, it's what Nee does. Uh, so, <laughs> just that's somebody's phone, background screen. So, um, yeah, just rewatch all episodes Wallpaper. if you want to see me again. <laughs> exactly. It's getting weird. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> His wife hates it. So, um, yeah, so we will be back next week for the final episode. We'll have something amazing and special. Um, so hopefully you'll join us. And also we'll, we'll hopefully have concluded this Mbappe story. Hopefully, so hopefully. We'll see how it goes. But until next week, we'll see you then. This episode was produced by Neo Odate Evans, Justin Chinieri, sound recorded by Ben Ring, and was filmed in Renaissance Studios in Brixton in London. Kick in the asset. Kick in the asset.
Kick in the 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 kick in